Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm just here to remind you of our favorite charity, magickids.org. That's M-A-G-I kids.org. They're a fantastic charity. They use Magic the Gathering. Um, they get donations. They get money. They uh, have people trying to volunteer and be teachers. And they teach kids Magic the Gathering in uh, different community circles, whether it be a program at school, homeschool, local library, other support programs. These guys really bend over backwards. And again, you can donate your cards by sending it directly to uh, their address. Again, magickids.org. You can give money or you can become a volunteer yourself and they can send you kits to help uh, set up a program in your area. Certainly give them a a look. Magickids.org. Let's hit the podcast. Welcome Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Rob Zolson. Hello, my party people. You gotta uh, excuse my voice this week. I'm a little deeper. I'm a little sexier, you know? I went to an old school concert this weekend. I got to see Great White in person, go backstage, and, you know, today my voice just has not come back at all. So I do apologize. This is about as good as you're going to get. But uh, ladies, call me. So, guys, I'm going to drive right into the news. We have um, a bunch of different festivals happening. And the next coming festivals that I see in the future here are Magic Fest Phoenix and Magic Fest Leon. So certainly keep your eyes out for those. And, again, we've been getting some uh, more coverage. But we just want to know that. Each one of these need consistent coverage. I'm going to say it every time. And let's dive into finance. So the big players this week is a card from Exodus called Spellshock. It's a three-drop enchantment, two colorless, one red. And the enchantment says whenever any player successfully casts a spell, deal two damage to him or her. And, you know, people really don't know why this card's spiking. It's all, it's five bucks now. It's uh, uncommon. Well, number one, Exodus is an old set. There's not that many copies that were ever printed because this was a very small print run back then. So anything that would have even someone guessing that it could go up in the future just to invest in it, it's going to happen. And with Eldrin coming out and um, Torbran, um, Thane of Redfail, being a hot red piece, that's I'm seeing this go up because of that just for commander's sake. So when people start building these mono red decks, they're, they're wanting that effect. Other than that... Um, you know, even they posted on MTG stocks that it, this is a bit of a mystery, but it's not that big of a, a jump. It went from bulk to five bucks, which is a big spike. But for anything Exodus, I it, it's just bound to happen. Next on the list is Heartseeker. It's a four mana artifact equipment that came from Darksteel. It has the ability that equipped a creature gets 2-1 and has the ability to tap, unattach, and destroy a target creature. So a equipment that destroys a creature seems good, but it has a high cost to equip for 5. But again, with Throne of Eldraine coming out, we have, I'm going to butcher the name, uh, S-Y-R-G-W-Y-N, Hero of Ashvale. That has knights, equip costs are zero, so it just ignores that, and it's just a nice piece of removal that synergizes with equipping your knights. Last in my top three list is Questing Beast. Now, when I saw this, I just thought, you know, 
I didn't really go over the whole card. It's again a four drop for four four, so it seems seems fair. Three uh, or excuse me, two colorless, two green, and it has vigilance, death touch, haste. Can't be blocked by creatures two or less. Damage you um, dealt to creatures you control can't be prevented. And whenever you deal combat damage to an opponent, deal that much damage to a planeswalker as well. So there's a lot of upside to this card and of course it's being used in standard across across the board but it's also trickling its way into modern and above all else vintage um we're seeing a 5-0 finishers with some you know classic green colored survival decks and it's it's showing up it's certainly showing up as a uh, as a point to hit some cheap pickups is that garuk went is going down and it's at uh, record low, but it's been reprinted, so I don't expect that to go up. I think it's going to continue going down. Right now, it's five nineteen. I figure that's going to be a three dollar planeswalker. I think three three fifty, and that's about where it's going to stay. So if you want a copy, you know this, maybe not now, but maybe in the next couple of weeks, grab a copy. It's 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 quite low. Um, next one is Jace Memory Adept, and this is just natural. A, uh, progression on the card not being used. Jace Memory Adept is the five mana. It's three colorless, two blue. Planeswalker. Uptick for one Planeswalker point. Draw a card, mill one of your opponent. Uh, zero, mill ten cards. Or negative seven is any number of target players each draw 20 cards. So maybe it's just yourself. Maybe you're trying everybody so they finish milling themselves out. It's a mill card, but mill isn't really traditionally played with this card at all. It's five costs is way too much for the modern curve. So the place that this is used at is mill for commander or mill for uh, Oathbreaker. That'd be a fantastic, uh, fantastic card if that's what your your goal is. And the one that surprised me is Rashidan Port. Rashidan Port is a colorless land that you can tap for colorless or pay one and tap it to target uh, tap target land. There's a lot of old combos that are, in my opinion, very suppressive in Vintage that this is used in. And it was reprinted in uh, Masters A25 edition. So this card steadily has been just going down over time. People are seeing that, yeah, it's just that, that niche place. Maybe they'll use them in Commander, but there's not a lot of hype over targeting someone's land. It's just not a fun ability. Those are some of the uh, hot numbers this week. Just to remind you guys, today, um, again, recording this on October 20th, tomorrow morning, there should be a new ban, uh, bans and restriction update. And let's put it this way. If the ban and restriction update had anything to do with modern or a legacy format, they would have just done it. Um, the fact that they waited or changed their mind and waited for this long is they're doing something for standard. There, there's no way around it. You'd, you'd either just do it right up front and say, you know what, we changed our mind, we're going we're gonna to ban so-and-so card. Well, standard, if they're going to ban some sort of format, that affects card sales. So, you know, they're going to give the full cycle after release. And apparently October 21st was that cycle. So, again, my, uh, my best guess is Field of the Dead. That's going to be the one hit. But... Reading Twitter, you see a lot of people's conspiracy theories, right? And I just want to do a shout-out to Sam from Mystic Studies. He, uh, he, he has a firm belief that since the hype from his video and 
um, Saffron and Olive doing it, that Siege Rhino could be up uh, for grabs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned, frankly, myself. So please don't take away Siege Rhino. We all love Siege Rhino. So this week we have, for a standard deck, Jeskai Fires Super Friends. Now, the idea behind this deck is the standard Jeskai Fires um, deck uses Fires of Invention, which is a four-drop red enchantment that you uh, can cast spells only during your turn, and you can cast no more than two spells each turn. Um, you may cast spells with converted mana cost less or equal to the number of lands you control without paying their mana cost. So this card has a fantastic ramp synergy and mana fixing, essentially. So they were using this in a combo deck, but now they're doing it as a super friends deck, which I think is extremely fun. There is a lot of great Planeswalkers out there, especially in this standard rotation with War of the Spark just delivering out for us. So this deck is loaded. Narset, Teferi, Sarkon, Ugin. It has Ashiok. It has Tamio, Nicobolus. You know, it's it's in here. It's all in here. So certainly check it out if you want to be competitive as well as, you know, living the Super Friends dream. For Modern this week, I wanted to have some fun. I always get picked on that uh, we always feature for modern, you know, competitive decks. Even the budget decks are competitive. We wanted to focus on something that, yes, does get wins, but will have some fun. And I thought uh, Saffron Olive made this fantastic deck. So Einkrad, the uh, card now in standard. I will pull up the stats. Einkrad Feet is a four-drop sorcery, one colorless, three red, rare. You cast it, and you add seven red mana. You can only cast one more spell after this. So the idea is some sort of storm deck, but you can't really storm off because you can only cast so many creatures. So why not play Dragonstorm? Dragonstorm is a nine-mana sorcery. Search your library for a dragon permanent and put it onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. It also has storm. So again, if you're casting different... Uh, different spells like Paradic Ritual building up to this massive Dragonstorm and even adding the Lotus Blooms into the mix, you're going to get a very big, you know, three, four copies of Dragonstorm. And then you fill it with a bunch of niche, hasty dragons with certain, you know, drop abilities. Thunder Ma Hellkite, Dragonlord Dramoka, Dragonlord Culligan, you know, Fill it with a bunch of random high-cost dragons and feel like you're cheating with a Eldrazi Spaghetti Monster deck. It's so much fun. Saffron Olive had a really good record with it, and it really does show how this card does change this whole Dragonstorm brew. Certainly give it a check out. Again, mtggoldfish.com. Now... For budget, I want to go on the same theme. And we're going to have some fun, not necessarily focus on a win, but again, these are going to get wins. So budget magic. There's an old deck called Zombie Hunt. And Zombie Hunt's been done for a pretty darn long time. So Zombie Hunt is based upon zombie infestation. It's a two-drop enchantment, one colorless, one black. Discard two cards, put a 2-2 black zombie creature onto the battlefield. So the whole idea is you have a total of two cards and the rest are land. So you have Zombie Infestation and then Treasure Hunt, which is a two-drop sorcery, one colorless, one blue. 
Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land card. Then put all cards revealed this way into your hand. So, this got way stronger because of the London Mulligan. You can make sure to find that treasure hunt because the only goal is get a treasure hunt. If you get two, great. If you get three, even better. But as long as you have that treasure hunt, you're going to go through your deck until you find an, a zombie infestation or, or another treasure hunt to chain them. And then you get to keep all the lands. Anything that you got in your hand. So when you have that, you place a reliquary tower down and you get to keep all the lands. Play zombie infestation. Pitch your lands and simply swing in. It's a fun, fun deck. There's a lot of different lands that are utilized. Bazooka Bog, you know, it's a four of automatically. Um, it has Choked Estuary just because you're going to reveal a land because who cares? It'll have some creature lands like Creeping Tar Pit, Fairy Conclave, and there is, let me find it here, Hostile Desert. Hostile Desert, exile a land from your graveyard, um, plus play two. Then it becomes a three, four elemental creature until end of turn. So again, man lands and zombies swing in, have fun. There's a lot of great kit here. And in the sideboard, you can see a lot of different uh, land-based extras, including uh, putting uh, some lands that drop and gain two life so you can go directly against mono burn. Certainly uh, check it out. I will have it in a link at the bottom of the webpage. It'll, again, it's from MTG Goldfish. Um, it's labeled London Zombie Hunt because there's many old decks that used to be called Zombie Hunt. This is just, you know, one that's redone with, number one, newer cards, and two, because it has the London Mulligan making it just that much better finding your core pieces. So more news this week. The Eldraine Bake Off is complete, and there's a ton of entries. Certainly go over to a Wizard's Twitter account, and you need to see these. If you love Food Network at all, these things will blow your mind. People made Garuk helmets, they made lady slippers, they made all these baked goods come to life. Everything from traditional to completely cartoony, and the top places really blew me away. So I think third place was one of my favorites. It looks like a doll figurine, but then it goes up to the top, and right when you're supposed to see like the Barbie the Barbie doll style, it's instead the female-esque uh, queen holding a sword, pissed off. It's just just great. You wouldn't even guess it could be edible. That was the thing that really blew me away. Uh, number one, though, completely did a remake off of a car- off the card art for a pie. They made a venison pie. It, it looks like they literally made a pie and set it there, but the staged items, they must have went through a ton of different details but go check it out again wizards of the coast uh, tw- uh twitter page it would be at wizards underscore magic and we have the 2020 magic fest players tour schedule finally out and they have certainly up some locations and i'm super stoked because they're going to be having a tour finals right here in minneapolis minnesota if i have anything to do with it i will certainly be there to uh welcome you all but check it out. They, uh, I think they did a great job of selecting a lot of different, uh, a lot of different places, and really mixing it up. So I just want to remind you again, I haven't been able to find any more things on the mystery boosters, but certainly check them out. I feel like this week, you know, it's just been so quiet, and Wizards doesn't like 
to keep us completely quiet. They like to keep a trickle of hype coming, and this has been a very dead week. I think they're going to be using the unset and mystery boosters, and we're going to finally find some leaks. So keep your eyes peeled for those. And as far as the last fun bit of today's podcast is Modern Decks Explained Badly. So there's a YouTube channel, and they're on their second uh, episode, you know, just by popular demand. And these guys, their YouTube channel is S-Y-V-A-N-T-I-R. What they do is they have a skit, and they go through all of the common modern decks in the meta and, you know, really elaborate, kind of personify each deck. And it's hilarious. It's certainly well worth a listen, so shout out to these guys. Give it a try. Their second video just came out, and it certainly matches the feel of the first one. Great video, guys. This week, there is no uh, guest. We had someone signed up, but they had to cancel last minute due to an emergency situation. I didn't want to leave you guys high and dry, get you guys your news. So we'll be back on pace next week, and hopefully we'll have a new uh, co-host to try the show out. So, again, let me know what uh, what you think, and if there's any other guests that you guys like to see in the show, certainly message us on our Twitter, this underscore week in MTG. Thanks again, guys, and let's kick that outro. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, no. Seriously, follow guys. and subscribe, or is it just follow? I you know what subscribe follow like share it's it's oh my it's on spotify it's already on stitcher we have the rss feed on the website this week in mtd.com that's us please share with your friends share it up outro done